Massimo, I call out. I need you to on my back. Massimo hovers over me, his hands shiny with What's the magic word, baby girl? I look back over my shoulder and say, "You're a piece of trash." <laughs> I hate, I hate that you wrote that. I hate it. I do too. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Bim. Hi, Nicole. <laughs> How are you? You know what? I'm actually not too terrible. Um, I feel like being back with the first buckets uh, these last couple of weeks has really helped to make me feel a bit more connected to people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's nice, to, and also it's nice to see your face every single time. Like, oh, a little, a little rectangle of Nicole. I'll take it. <laughs> Too bad I look like, I don't know, like somebody rolled over me in a truck. Absolutely but... <laughs> untrue. You look like the promise of God's love. I don't know what you're talking about right now. <laughs> it's just got yeah, a fuzzy head, no, no makeup. I'm not even wearing earrings. Listen, that's how I know not... things are. That's, that's the only yes. indication because your hair looks amazing. Shout out to them curls. <laughs> I believe they are what the kids call popping. <laughs> no G on the end, just popping. I I appreciate it. I'm also a very big fan of your tattoo peeking out a little oh, bit yeah. under your strap. So listen, yeah. I'm not saying personally because that's not how I'm built that I want to come over there and ravage you. But I know that somebody out there, if they were seeing my view right now, would be headed straight <laughs> towards Brooklyn. Like, hey, I heard there's a lady out here who looks hot. I'm just, I'm just saying. I don't. You know, I don't tell lies. So this is me telling the truth. <laughs> Thank you so much. I don't know what to do with all of that, but thank you. Put it you. in your pocket for later. Put it in your pocket for later. It's yours. This week, uh, we want to keep blessing your ears. And we have been thinking about something that has been on our minds for a while. Obviously, because we are, you know, huge pop culture consumers, Nicole and I. We do a lot of watching. Some would say too much watching <laughs> of screens, big and small. Um, And it really kind of cemented itself in a show that we did a few months ago um, where we featured two specific first objects, Simu Liu and Yahya Abdul-Mateen II. And in that episode, when we were talking about Yahya, who has the bigger career at this point, um, Mm -hmm. we mentioned his his work. I, I use that term very loosely, but his work in the DC movie Aquaman. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> Which, you know... There's so it's... much graveness in your voice. You were like, yes, we regret to inform you he was in that movie. Uh, you know, it's not one of the best movies I've ever seen in my life. That is so polite and I applaud you. Your mother would be so proud of you if she could hear this. She's like, oh, I raised her right. She has manners. Um, and, you know, that sparked a different discussion. And then we were talking with Alicia at Slate's um, who mentioned that we should probably talk about, you know, bad movies with hot men. Listen, <laughs> some people just give you an idea that is already, I mean, that's literally the name of the episode. <laughs> we are not going to change that. It's just a solid idea for something that we hadn't like fully nailed down, but have so much evidence in our dossier for like people who you're just kind of like, wow, this is bad. Anyway, I'm just going to keep my eyes grimly focused <laughs> 
on the thing that I'm here for and nothing else. Just like tunnel vision, walking into a room with blinders on, just kind of like, I can't see anything except you. Because if I were to widen my gaze and take in all of it, I would burn my TV and my apartment to the ground. Now, I do want to clarify that, you know, there are some bad movies that become good, like Roadhouse, right? Which I have talked about <laughs> quite a I few times. How did I going to say Roadhouse? I knew that in my Shondo. I thought she's, she's going to bring up Roadhouse. And you did. Wow. Because it's such a bad movie that it becomes good. And it's, be- uh-huh. you know, like you can watch it over and over and over. But then right. there are some movies that are just flat out bad that you can't really watch anymore you know and you Um, wish everybody in it all the best exactly you want them to succeed in every other venture but then this particular venture they've give it's just it's a bad check you cannot cash it it's just not good enough um and we say that again with the full knowledge that we are also as well as consumers we are ourselves makers of things yes people (laughs) review us too this is not a this is not a specific kind of like fuck this person it really is just a matter of taste Mm -hmm. and a lot a lot of subjectivity but yeah that is where we have landed that there are some people that bad movies just happen to them Mm -hmm. and well that's just one of the one of the things in this tapestry this rich tapestry of life that we have (laughs) to just like fold in and just eat up that's just the way it is (laughs) so that's what we're going to talk about today Mm-hmm. bad movies with hot men again these terms are subjective as hell but we <laughs> hope that you will um you know enjoy the ride there you go that's uh, also my calling card i hope you'll enjoy the ride <laughs> <laughs> So, Nicole, um, (laughs) I want to talk about something that happened to both of us. And I say happened because it does feel as though a car like like plowed into me and just like ran me over multiple times. I was watching this with my mouth open. I was aghast. I was agog. I was many things. And of course, I am talking about a movie on Netflix Mm -hmm. that kind of landed with a bit of fanfare. Like, oh, here's a new thing. Nicole, I'm talking about 365 days. Yes. And I remember when you first linked me to the trailer, um, Uh because, you know, you know, I enjoy uh, risque films. You know, I like a (laughs) I like an erotic thriller. And you don't we all (laughs) and you sent it to me and I immediately dismissed it because I was I was upset that so much of the quote unquote steamy sex was a part of a dysfunctional relationship. Right. 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 I remember. Yeah. So the premise of this movie is this man, Massimo, kidnaps this woman, Laura. Laura. And he gives, yes, and he gives her 365 days to fall in love with him. And if she does not fall in love with him, he will return her back into the wild. (laughs) 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 You're talking like she's like a wild tiger. And it's kind of like, and if you don't, if you don't fall in love with me, back you go into the jungle, tiger, be free. (laughs) Now, okay, so this is a Polish film, and it's based on a series of books that I'm unfamiliar with, so I I can't speak to what what happens in the book series. Uh It's a Polish film. Um, Massimo is played by an Italian actor and singer. Uh Lara is Polish. Okay. So we have Italian, 
Polish and English, like the languages are all present in this film. So like you have to pay careful attention, even if you don't want to, to make sure that you're following along, right? Because there are times that it is subtitled. So I knew it was going to be some shit (laughs) when... (laughs) I feel on the edge of hysteria already. Please, Nicole, carry on. Okay, so Massimo is on a plane with, I guess, uh, let's just call him a colleague. Okay, <laughs> they're on a private. They're on a private plane. Make me laugh as well. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> Obviously, Massimo's you know. The yes, they're on the plane. Obviously, spoilers. I apologize. We're gonna try to keep it. You know. Well, just fuck it. Just this is gonna be spoilers. Okay, so Massimo is on the plane and his colleague tells him someone stole the container with cocaine <laughs> like that is the <laughs> subtitle <laughs> okay that is the subtitle i remember it because i was like excuse me right. I out loud to an empty room <laughs> okay yes so his colleague gives him some bad news about work yes massimo doesn't say anything he just gets up he draws the private the privacy curtains you know separating uh the seats from like the sleeping quarters or whatever on this private plane, private jet. And the flight attendant is there and (laughs) he basically takes out his anger right on her. At at, at the bad news. Yeah. The bad news. The cocaine in the container. Right. Right. Uh He takes that out on her with a very, I'm just going to say it, a very aggressive, coerced blowjob okay right so there is obviously you know as we said it's kidnapping so you know content warning just be aware that there is some stuff that happens that is coerced you know a a lot of a lot of triggers if 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 any of this is um yeah yeah of course uh and so she is doing her thing and you can see that this is simulated and that she has a prop in her mouth. <laughs> I'm really, I'm really struggling to try to be like, you know, yeah. not, not quite PG, but yes. all the way X. Yeah, yeah. I hear you. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I appreciate your reference. So she clearly has a prop in her mouth in order to get the choreography of this moment down and then she does this move that is straight up off of Pornhub. Like, I am talking, it was very graphic. And I was mm-hmm. like, what the fuck? Yeah. I was not, I knew this was supposed to have a lot of graphic sex scenes, but I was not, one, anticipating such an aggressive blowjob, and two, <laughs> to be able to see I side so dick. <laughs> I was not anticipating such an aggressive blowjob is really and truly the subtitle of several memoirs either of us could write. This is, I, that is, that is precise. I, I, again, I put this on just before bed. Like I was changing my sheets. I was like, okay, laundry day tomorrow. Just got to, you know, put mm-hmm. everything. So I was, fo- you know, I was doing housework and mm-hmm. I just had this on on my laptop on my bedside table, like whatever. Nicole, I finished making my bed in like 10 to 12 minutes, you know, mm-hmm. folded the dirty sheets, put them into the hamper. And then I sat there on the edge of my bed. <laughs> I didn't brush my teeth. I didn't wash my face. I didn't do any of the things that are part of my bedtime ritual because I was glued 
to the absolute nonsense I was watching. That scene was the first scene that stopped me in my tracks. And Well, actually, that's a lie. It was maybe the third scene because it's, it's atrociously bad. Yeah. But this scene in particular, like you said, direct Pornhub lift. Like, just straight up. Just, like, every... <sighs> Every part of the choreography, I was like, so who is directing this? Like, this is, it was, it, it's one of the worst things I've seen since I've had eyes. Like, oh, we. So, yes. But all this to say, and again, there are multiple scenes that occur like this. Like, there's, yes. there's a montage in particular that Nicole and I have spoken about. Four today. minutes. It was a four minute montage of sex on a boat. Okay. And I like just straight humping. <laughs> Okay, so, okay, the the hot man in this is Michelle Maron, the man who yes. is playing Massimo, who is beautiful, he full is lips, so the nose, oh oh, the, no- the, the hair, eyes, he's, the hair. he's hairy Great on his skin. chest. Oh, my God, he is so deliciously hairy. Like, he is objectively symmetrical. Yes. Beautiful. He has these eyes that look like little chocolate buttons. Yes. Like, you know... Again, what a what a pair of lips. Just really beautiful. Yes. Like stereotypically like Italian. <laughs> like see he's just beautiful. Like there's this one point, one, you know, moment where he says, Are you lost, baby girl? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, I don't know. Can you help me? <laughs> oh my god, Nicole, get the fuck out. This movie is so so bad, but I so watched bad. it a second time to see him. <laughs> Like it really, he is so beautiful. And it also reminded me of when I went to Italy and the beautiful men that I saw and the way that the men just seemed to have just waves of heat coming off of them, you know, just, uh, I want to move back. To, I want to move to Italy. <laughs> I hear you, I hear you. Um, so again, this movie is bad and I, you know, bad. It's so bad that I had to keep checking to see, like, did a woman write this adaptation? Is is, is a woman directing this? Because some of this stuff does not seem very, and, you know, woman-friendly is a very broad thing because obviously not all women like the same kind of thing. But we were not getting what I would consider, mm, you know, the female gaze. um, Oh, there was none of that. There was none of that. It was all so clearly, like, whoever directed it, it, it... it doesn't matter what gender they were because it was not catering to any acknowledged idea of a female. Like, at no point, her desire is obviously second, if, if it's even on the board at all. Yes. It's very much about him. At one point, he asks her to teach him how to be gentle, which, by the way, that doesn't happen. Like, he does, <laughs> like I'm telling you, that boat montage, I was laughing. Out, I was cackling by myself at 1 a.m. I was just like, literally i was I, at one point i kicked my feet like a like a baby because i was like this is so bad it's delicious like i couldn't <laughs> stop watching i was just laughing it is so bad but at no point could you accuse this movie like hmm the problem here is a female gaze that's not it's no. non-existent in this movie having said that he is so beautiful mm-hmm. that without even an adoring camera to kind of linger on him mm-hmm like as a in a sort of like a beautiful way mm-hmm. he's so he's so handsome himself he's so attractive that you're like oh well you know that still works everything else is trash though i yeah. can't stress that enough Ugh. like it is yeah, truly so one of the so worst bad he is yeah. to me he, 
if I were to think of the white version of tall, dark, and handsome, it would be this yes. man. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Um, yeah. And that's the only thing that saves this movie. I mean, that's generous, Nicole. <laughs> even he, even he does. He, he's just there. Like, it felt to me like, I mean, you had a perfect approximation of what this movie was. You compared it to a certain kind of billionaire. Oh, yeah. Dom, yeah. Like, you know. Yeah, the billionaire Dom um, erotic novellas that are self published on Amazon, which is, again, no shade to the people who self publish. I've self published, you know, yeah. some of our favorite authors are self published out there. But, yeah. you know, there's a, there's a certain subset that is clearly like, I just wrote this and now I'm going to put it up for sale. And <laughs> and it's like, did anybody edit this for you? Yeah. Like, yes. Did you read it aloud even just to like yes. whatever? No, I did not. <laughs> I did not. That is always the answer that comes back. And this movie feels like such a, such such a, a book. It is kind of half baked in every way. It is the acting is actually quite atrocious, and for all of his beauty, the man who plays Massimo, God bless him, he cannot act. Or maybe it's just, maybe it's he's being forced to do it in in not his native language and with a weird, mm-hmm. you know, script mm-hmm. and all this other stuff. I'm sure there are multiple factors here, but I felt embarrassed watching it. I felt bad for everybody involved. Like, imagine being directed, <laughs> and you're kind of like, I know what I'm doing is shit, <laughs> but you can't. <laughs> but it's a paycheck and it's work and it's going on Netflix. So you have to do it. I genuinely, I was, I was at one point, like Nicole, you said this, like you were clutching your pearls, like, Ooh, <laughs> and that was me as well. But it's, it's on, you can't, you can't stop watching it. That's, that's what it has going for it. Yes. It, it is. <laughs> you can't, you can't put it down. You're just like, all right, well, I'm here. So you kind of grimly settle in like, well, let's get to the end of this nonsense. And I'm telling you right now, no spoilers. The ending, oh my god! It's so anyway. I can't, you know, it's so bad, and I can't wait for the sequel. And same. I'm big <laughs> same. I will be there opening <laughs> night. Like, okay, press play, let's go. But anyway, yeah. Shout out to shout out to everybody involved. But um, yeah, he's like a prime example, a recent example um of a, a hot man in a bad movie. And um, yeah, just watch at your own peril. Another movie um, that I thought about when we started talking about this was uh, Troy, mm. starring Brad Pitt. Um, <laughs> you said that like you were disgusted. Brad Pitt. <laughs> if you're a relatively new listener, maybe you don't know this, but I actually am not that attracted to Brad Pitt. And I know mm-hmm. that that is blasphemous uh, is it? for some Come people. No, I, you know, I think Brad Pitt is... He's a good-looking man. I recognize that he is good-looking, um, but he looks very... You know, he just really is blonde and blue. And uh-huh, that, uh-huh. you know, again, I've talked about this before, that doesn't do a lot for me. Like, you have to be more than just blonde hair and blue eyes. Uh-huh, and so uh-huh. there has been maybe, like, five times where I was like, ooh, ooh, Brad, okay? And Troy yeah. is one of those times, and that is uh-huh. because his thighs... you said that like you were about to give me a recipe for chicken that was amazing his thighs look so good and his little i don't know what it's called the little war skirt that he you know i love a war skirt from ancient rome or greece yes yes he looks uh really good 
Yes. Yeah. He's very tanned mm-hmm. in this movie. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's happening in the hot hot sun mm-hmm. of ancient Greece. Mm-hmm. And he is like not only is he tanned, he's kind of always sweaty. Yes. They're at war, so he's very oiled up and there's a really great photo from behind the scenes where a makeup person is touching up on the uh the grease on his thighs mm. and it's lovely. I just mm. want to put that out there. It's, I will have to I, find that. <laughs> please, I, if you can't find it, ask me. I'll find it for you. Um <laughs> I hear what you're saying. Brad Pitt, for the longest time, I could not get into for exactly the same reason. Like, oh, hair is a prescribed fancy. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just not gonna. Like, society, culture, blah, 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 has told me that this blonde man with his blue eyes is the person I'm supposed to fancy. Mm-hmm. So actually, fuck that. That was like a big part of it. But also genuinely, I would look at him and be like, huh, I see it. But it's not for me. Right, right. Right. And that changed a little bit when I watched A River Runs Through It. Mm. <laughs> yes. Just a little bit. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> okay, now we're getting somewhere. And he has like long hair in that. And he's mm. kind of like a wild child. Like he's out in nature. He's fucking hunting and shit. Yeah. And I have to say, at that point, I was like, well, maybe some points were made. <laughs> Yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And again with Thelma uh, and Louise. Yes. Again, yes. shout out to the female gaze of that movie. I know that the director was a man, but there is that scene where Gina Davis's character, Thelma, is about to kind of have incredibly hot sex with the cowboy, aka Brad Pitt. Mm-hmm. Again, a masterclass in amazing female gaze yes. just like the camera just yes. lingers and stop and he's so playful and young and beautiful in it and you can see Velma having fun and it just feels like a really sort of like oh my gosh and you know what's coming at the end of the movie so you're like you know what get yours you deserve it yes. you're about to die fam yeah like it is beautiful <laughs> but again like you I've had like four or five now I recently said on Twitter that I had slowly come around to fancying Brad Pitt again in his old age uh-huh, uh-huh. and I guess it turns out like I said before I'm quite basic so maybe this is me settling into basicness <laughs> as I get into my 40s who can say but again you're right there's something about him in Troy that is incredibly appealing um, and Troy is a bad movie objectively speaking with the gods as our witnesses let us pledge that the winner will allow the loser all the proper funeral rituals. There are no pacts between lions and men. Now you know who you're fighting. Yeah, it's not great. Um, The beginning, when he takes down the giant, and Uh he says, is there no one else? And I feel like my whole cooch... (laughs) just like swelled up and flew to him through the screen and was like stab me too i just feel my god i am (laughs) you have sent me around the twist with that that is horrific thank you so much i'm sorry (laughs) but it was so like i like a man who can talk shit you know Uh and uh he's able to back it up in this particular moment Can it back it up? Work, work, work. Anyway. Yes, yes. Troy. That yes. moment, I hated the whole shoehorned love scene with him and the Vestal Virgin. Yeah. You know, I hated that because, again, that was 
I don't even want to talk about that. But I just hated that moment. Um, I... whatever and I love Greek mythology I love all this kind of stuff so that's one of the reasons that you know drew me to the film and then Brad was just like extra you know for that yes yeah and you know the movie has Brad Pitt but it also has a smorgasbord Mm. of just incredible actors like Eric Banner's in this and he is yes. he is easily the best thing in this movie can I just say another another just like a side note of a hot man in a bad movie yes. Hector is like this noble family man who is like I just when I watch him I start to weep he is so clearly someone who is done with war like he does mm-hmm. not want to do this he knows the cost of it he's not one of those careless generals who's just kind of like ah we go to war like he's not seeking that kind of glory he really wants to be home with his hot wife and his baby mm-hmm. and just enjoy his life as a prince of Troy. Like he is just, he knows he can kill and he's very good at it. He would just rather not. Like to me, Hector is like this beautiful man who is just like seeing what the, the cost of this kind of thing is. You know, it's sort of like a low key PTSD. Yeah. It's kind of like, I don't want to do this anymore. I know what it, I know what it means, how it breaks a person to do these kinds of acts. Mm-hmm. He is so clearly, he's so good in it. And I kept thinking you are in the wrong movie, Eric. Like you were giving me drama and like t- just beautiful. And you're, they put you in this cartoon. Mm-hmm, like what the hell? Mm-hmm. So he's good. He's in that. Agamemnon, Brian Cox, he's like this huge dickhead, right? Again, (laughs) so good. Like, you want to watch this fucking idiot just like folly after folly because he's so self-centered and horrific. Great. Fucking Peter O'Toole, King Priam, he is killing it. Like, there are so many good actors in this movie. Brad, for me, is, of course, the standout because he has a pivotal role. You know, he's playing Achilles and he's, of course, the biggest character there is. But, like... My God, you look around and you're like, you are not alone, Brad. Like, I feel like if you look into their eyes, you can see them kind of being like, oof, this is not what the thing we signed up for. (laughs) And yet, (laughs) it is the movie we have. And so my heart goes out to everybody in that movie who was kind of like, oh, this is it. And instead it was like, yeah, this is it. Because isn't um, Orlando Bloom is in it, right? He is Paris. I mean, I didn't mention him because he's not great. But he he plays Paris. Yeah, I love Orlando Bloom. Um... You know, when he's ready to move on from his current life, I'm waiting here for him. So we just have a lot of (laughs) good looking men in this movie. Yes. Fine actors for the most part. Yes. And yet the movie just kind of crumbles. Yes. Did not come together at all. No. Yeah. It's like why you use baking powder instead of baking soda. Ooh. Yeah. And you're just like, this is edible, sure, but I don't want to eat it. I just feel that little, like, the little, it's like a little crinkle sound. You can taste it, you know? Yeah. It's crunchy in a weird way. Yeah. Yeah, it's awful. You're just kind of like, oh, this did not rise. This is is not airy. It's not fluffy. That's that's Troy in a nutshell. It it used baking powder when it should have been using baking soda. So RIP to all the hot men in that movie who just... (laughs) That was just a bad way to go. But we see you and we want you to know that we appreciate your efforts in such a bad yeah. movie. Yeah. Brad Pitt's thigh meat. Hey. <laughs> Call me. <laughs> All right. Now, the last movie that we're going to talk about came out in 2016. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think we need to say that it's not good, but, you know, just <laughs> just to be on the record, 
It is not a good movie. Um, and that is The Legend of Tarzan, starring <laughs> Alexander Skarsgård and Jaiman uh-huh. Hansu. Okay. All right. Now. So, listen. <laughs> I never actually saw this movie. I saw the trailer. I have seen assorted clips, but I have never seen the whole movie. <sighs> you're not you're not miss, you're not missing anything um <laughs> so <laughs> so alexander skarsgård formerly of true blood eric of true blood uh oh, is the northman yes king is playing tarzan right this um person he's of noble birth but was abandoned left in the jungle grew up learning how to talk to animals in the jungle. It's wildly racist. Um, it's so fucking racist. The origins of Tarzan itself. It's just kind of like, Jesus. Oh my you people gosh. just ran with this, huh? Like, it is offensive in every way. And even then, to make out that he is somehow noble, he has to be a white baby. Like, there's right. so much fuckery. Like, right. it is... It's one of the... I remember reading this as a kid and I was like, I don't think this is right. <laughs> like, even as a child living in literal Africa, I was like, ah, uh, it's going to be a no from me, dad. Like, I don't... Believe, this is terrible. That this white man can be, you know, better uh, suited for this environment than the people who are actually there. You know what? The, the less said, the better. <laughs> But anyway, they made this terrible movie in 2016. Yes. And he's got beef with uh, Jaiman Hansu's character, who is uh, the chief of, you know, this tribe, of course, that hates Ugh. him because whatever. I, it's, I don't even want to get into any more of the... Best not to. Best yeah. not to. I find myself almost vomiting on the mic. But it's so bad. But then you have Alexander Skarsgård. Of course, uh-huh. he's running around and, you know, his little fur pelt. And it's <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Fur pelt. <laughs> Beautiful. It's gorgeous. Because he's a, you know, he's a tall man. He's like 6'4", he something like that. You something know? like that. Um, he's like, yeah, unequivocally tall. Yeah. And yeah. Um, he looks good. I'm just, you know, like. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he looks good that's all i can say <laughs> and there the are health is working for you yes and then there are okay. moments where he and margot robbie who plays jane uh his oh, his God. wife um sure. they have this little hide and seek game that they play which is very it was very sexy you know it was very was it it was it was okay. i believe you but i but i don't believe you <laughs> I'm just saying I mean, that for the sake of honesty in our friendship. I mean, you know, take it with a you know a grain of salt. But I don't like salt. I, I live a low salt diet. <laughs> but it, you know, it it worked for what it was. I um, see. I see. It's just you know Samuel L. Jackson is also in the movie. Of course he is. He's in every movie ever made. <laughs> and the shots of him. Uh, I did not particularly care for. I because like he and Tarzan end up like working together uh-huh. and there were some moments that were again um really fucking racist in the way that they shot samuel l jackson i am literally literally unsurprised it is it is not a good movie um no. it did fairly well it did well enough in the theaters yeah. it made yeah. its money back right um and yes. then also there is a theme song from my boo hosier that plays at the end <laughs> called Better Love. So that was, you know. Wow, oh shit. I, hope, I hope it was worth it, babe. Because 
you've you've signed on to do a terrible movie. I mean, I want to talk a little bit about Jaime Onsu. Yeah. Because he is one of those people who has been around forever. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember watching him when I was a child in the Janet Jackson video mm-hmm. for Love Will Never Do. Mm-hmm. And I remember kind of thinking, okay, this is clearly some kind of comedy. <laughs> like, you know, like, it was very, you know, Herberts. So mm-hmm. it's lots of black and white and mm-hmm. muscles mm-hmm. and like, you mm-hmm. know... And he does like some really bad dancing with the other person, the other male model in the video. It's quite, it's it's not a great video for them. But I remember even as a kid, I was like, oof, that's a handsome dude. Like just, just purely objectively, like just pleasing yeah. to look at. Yeah. Even as a child, I was like, oh, that person is a handsome person. Like I understand the rules and he fits in all the categories. He's a hot man. Mm-hmm. I get him. Mm-hmm. But he's also just been around. He turns up in every movie. He just turns up. Like German Hunts was just kind of like, it's a job. I'll be there. Right. He was obviously in Amistad, which was like his big, um, you know, his big role in Hollywood. I guess his introductory role as as a leading man in Hollywood. He was in Guardians of the Galaxy most recently. A recurring Marvel role. So that money is good Mm. and tight. Uh, he used to also he was a model to begin with like I said right. he started out um, uh, in, well not started out but he was a Calvin Klein model for a good long while mm-hmm. um, he has a very specific voice it's deep it's gorgeous like you can really kind of feel it like like tickling your belly it's mm-hmm. a good voice you mm-hmm. know so like he does a lot of stuff and he turns up and he just he he turns up he does whatever he's doing he does it handsomely mm-hmm. <laughs> and then he pieces out with his check and personally I respect that 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 to me is a hot thing for a person to do just kind of like do your work and get the hell out but you do it with a substantial check with many zeros on it love it yes that's, yes. that's my aphrodisiac of choice personally. and I I just wish that he could get more offers where he is not playing some sort of savage. Um, yes. which is a discussion for another day it but is. <laughs> in this case he's just a hot man in a bad movie but there are many other things we want to talk about when it comes to Jaiman Onsu but yes I, what I love is that he stays booked he stays busy yes yes and that's very very hot to me personally yes I, I think, love someone with a steady paycheck yeah I think attractive. he's uh I think he's beautiful I think he's one of the most beautiful really? men that I've ever seen like his skin just... his uh I saw, a, I saw a tweet once where someone said, those black people who are all the same color, how does it feel to be God's favorite? <laughs> and <laughs> Javan Otsu is like God's favorite. Like he is the same, even dark, gleaming brown yes. everywhere. Like he's just like yes. even toned. And like jealously, I'm kind of like, I have six complexions on my body. Me and too. I would kill, <laughs> I would kill just to have the one even brown. Like whichever, just pick one. Pick any of the browns on me and let's just go with that, God, please. And Jaiman is like, well, sorry, sucks to be you. I am brown and glistening. <laughs> the same tone all over. I love to look at him. He's so pleasing to the, to, like, he's just gorgeous. And I, I could talk about just like, and then, you know, he has this beautiful smile and he does it. He, he's very good at doing like a menacing grin where yes. it slowly unfurls. Yes. That shit is hot. Yes. saying. Yes. <laughs> So yes, I, 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 I'm, I listen. I'm never gonna watch this movie, but if it happens to be on TV one day, I will definitely sit down and laugh at how terrible it is. That's yes, Nicole. please do. Again, you know, I can't recommend it, but I'm like, if you want to have on something that you don't really need to pay too much attention to, but you still want some eye candy a little bit, this yeah. is the movie. And you want to be offended? At yes, the yes. Yeah, this is the true. movie for you. <laughs>
Okay, Bim, I just, you know, as we get ready to head into Fanfic Wars, I do want to say, though, that, you know, we try not to yuck anyone's yum, right? We always right. say that. And so maybe for some people, these bad movies weren't bad movies. I don't know how, right. but maybe. <laughs> that is so generous of you. I don't know. You're basically saying, I don't know your life, but... And I hear that. I appreciate you saying it because, yes, I feel the same way. Like, every so often you get that on Tumblr. People kind of send us a message. Go, hey, what do you think about X? And we're kind of like, eh not for us right but we never mean it to be like oh my god you and your opinions are wrong and bad it's just kind of like this is literally our opinion of what we consider to be bad movies and hot guys that live inside those and again a bad movie is not like a life sentence exactly exactly we don't believe in the carceral state in general and we don't (laughs) believe in it for movies so it's kind of like if you enjoy it, you enjoy it. Live your life. And if you are also watching something and you're like, man, this is trash, guess what? That's also your choice. And we support <laughs> it as clearly we're... The thing is, the thing to remember, uh, lovely listeners, is we didn't say we switched off from the bad movie. We watched the bad movie. Yes. <laughs> yes. So if anything, the fault lies with us. Because <laughs> we didn't switch off. We didn't close tab. We kept our eyes open and we were like, mm, yeah, this is terrible. Keep watching. It's basically when Nicole tweeted after watching 365 Days, hmm, when's the sequel out? <laughs> yes, exactly. And save. I will watch that shit. 366 days, I'm ready. <laughs> oh my gosh, yes. Okay, so, Drabbles. Yes. Um, Bim. Yes, Nicole. Would you mind going first, please? Okay, I don't know what that means and I'm scared, but also I'm happy to do it. Um, (laughs) This week I was thinking about the three options that we presented, right? Mm -hmm. So we had uh, Jimon Onsu, who we acknowledge has been in actually more bad movies maybe than good movies, which is quite a nifty nifty trick. Uh, We spoke about uh, Michelle Maron from 365 days which god bless his pretty face yes and we talk about brad pitt and spoke about him in troy and how that is an unequivocally bad movie in which brad pitt is maybe his hottest or like top three hottest yeah yeah um so i decided to settle on brad because (laughs) as i said before i don't actively fancy brad pitt like on a day-to-day basis Mm -hmm. it comes up every so often you know it's Mm -hmm. like oh here's a feeling but in the last five, uh, three, two, one year, I am more consistently finding Brad Pitt attractive. And it feels like, just give into it. I feel like this is just middle age. Like I'm just settling into that period just before my 40s where I'm kind of like, well, the food has changed yet again. Hormones are different. Right, right. He's also giving off, you know, divorced dad. I made some mistakes. I need someone to help me energy. Ah, you know? That's hot energy. I'm sorry. It's, it's a little bit it's a little bit of a sad energy, but it's right. also like a really hot energy. And I like I like a man who has the depth for sadness. Yes. Like you don't need to be sad all the time, but yeah. to know that you know what that feels like is like, oh yeah. that's hot. All of this is a very long preamble to say that this drabble this week is about Brad Pitt. Uh, and I hope you enjoy it, Nicole. I'm sure that I will. I'm ready. So sweet. (laughs) She said in her nicest auntie voice, I'm sure that I will. You go, baby. Sing, baby. Like we're at church. I love it. All right. I could hear the telltale creak of the hammock in use in the backyard. 
and I confirmed my hypothesis as it came into full view. Reclining in it, one arm dangling over the edge and with head tipped back so the sun rays caught the brightest flecks in his beard, was Brad. Even at rest, his lower lip was always noticeably fuller, and now it quirked in a smile that told me he'd caught the sound of my approach. Beneath him, the dog sat patiently in the shade, ears at half-mast, and a tennis ball nearby, for when both man and dog were ready to resume the world's laziest game of fetch. Now, Brad scrubbed his hand over the lower half of his face. The same face I had told him years ago was way too pretty. He wore the beard now, as standard, and only minimally groomed, per my preferences. That's what he said anyway. But I thought it was his way of trying to claw back some substance, something that added to the basic palette of blonde and blue. When I reached him, he rolled onto his side and unfurled that slow smile, the full wattage of which always caught me by the throat. He snaked an arm around my waist, pulling me in until we were flush against one another. And then, with his hands splayed at my back, he urged me forwards until I was in the hammock too, both of us laughing a little at my graceless progress. Eventually, I was cocooned. I felt his lips moving on the back of my neck. Felt rather than heard his words dance across the skin there. You smell like sunshine, he murmured, and the rumble in his chest echoed on my back. My whole body sighed into relaxation, legs tangled, hands entwined. I reached my arm back to wrap around his neck. You always say that, I replied, but I was smiling too. <laughs> Wait. First of all, you and these you and these dogs. Listen, <laughs> if you cannot draw the world, like listen, be the change you want to see in the world. In my future, I have a dog, and it's with a hot dude. So I'm not mad at shit. it. I'm not Thank mad you. at it. This Thank is, you. This... I appreciate you seeing the motif though. Yes. It turns up again and again. <laughs> <sighs> Okay, okay, Brad. All right. All right, you know, he was kind of hot in your drabble. Okay, I'm glad to hear that grudging acquiescence. Thanks, <laughs> friend. Nicole, though, I am uh, excited because you asked to go last, which always indicates something horrible is about to happen to my chest. But also, um, I'm excited because we have such a weird palette to paint from this week. <laughs> so I want to see where you are going to go this week. And I don't think it's Brad's, which means it's probably... In fact, I'm going to let you say it. Nicole, who is your Drabble about? Okay, so I'm going to do my Drabble uh, about Massimo, the character. Wow. Okay. okay. So I'm just going to just fully lean into the billionaire romance porn thing okay uh -huh, uh -huh. okay so it's distressing but i like where your head's at all right <laughs> i mean i just it's so ridiculous okay i'm just gonna go for it <laughs> what a setup okay <clears throat> i was reading a book in one of the lounge chairs by the saltwater pool tucked into the grounds of the florence villa massimo had given me my name was on the deed and all other necessary paperwork. I made him show me. What kind of gift would it have been if he could take it back at any moment, I asked him. He immediately set up a bank account with enough money to keep the villa functional for the next five years and oh, told God. me to change the passwords on everything so only I would have access. <laughs> His money is nothing if there is no freedom to it. 
I watched him now as he walked across the courtyard to me, carrying a tray of drinks and fresh fruit. I quickly put aside my book and jumped into the pool. When I raised my head from the water, he was standing at the edge, an indulgent smile on his face. Join me, I called out, but he beckoned for me to join him. He watched me climb somewhat ungraciously from the pool, then brought me close. His eyes paid close attention to the water falling from my lashes to land on my bottom lip. He leaned in and kissed me, his tongue a slow curiosity against my mouth. He made a sound of pleasure and I pulled back. What do I taste like? I asked softly. You taste like you, always sweet, and now a little salty. A corner of his mouth lifted as he tucked his head for another kiss, but I felt like teasing him. But salty is not a good thing, no? I nuzzled our noses together as I ran my fingers through his curls. Massimo gathered my other hand to his mouth and waited for me to make eye contact again before he spoke. Years ago, only the richest of kings had salt on their tables. Oh my god. When I taste you on my lips, I know no other wealth can compare. Bitch. He kissed me again, and all I could do was sigh as I pulled him as close as our skin could allow. You know what? (laughs) You said it was going to be ridiculous. (laughs) But somehow I did not fully comprehend that you were going to go full billionaire trope. (laughs) But that's exactly what you did. And I am both disgusted and amused greatly. So (sighs) well done. Well done, Nicole. Capitalism wins yet again. (laughs) Thank you. In your travel. Thank you so much. because I feel like the tide generally is turning against billionaires. Yes. <laughs> you know? Yes. However, I'm interested to see what that's going to trickle down to in romance novel culture. Yeah, so am I. I, mm. I wonder if it's going to be more, you know, professors, scientists, mm. you know. the Someone getting a cure for a virus. I don't know. Uh, yeah, maybe, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder about that because I feel like I I remember being so young and understanding romance novels and their tropes so well. And this taps into that feeling from like the Mills and Boons and the Mm -hmm. Harlequins from when I was like 13. Mm -hmm. So like you've put me in a very interesting spot here, Nicole. Like I'm feeling I'm feeling like, yeah, this is this is this is one of those stories where some Greek shipping billionaire have like a, a young lady come over to his villa and it's like that's just how we do things here on this Greek island she yes. falls in love of course despite his sternness and you know even the little detail where you're like he signed the deed over I was like bitch better get your money yes put that shit in my name <laughs> we don't sugar baby for anybody right assets i can take with me when our time is done great that's what i'm talking about that's how bitches get caught up they don't put shit in their name they don't get the shit in their name listen we stand uh, a very very practical travel so thanks nicole you're welcome looking to get this make sure it's in your name wow what a what a soup we've cooked up this week Uh, between brad in the backyard and massimo in his villa or your rather your villa Yes. I'm excited. I am excited <laughs> to see how the first buckets are going to vote. And remember, you can do that on Twitter. We usually wait a day for the stories to get into your soul and, you know, do all the alchemy that they do. And then on Friday, you get to put a little bit of uh, 
positive action out into the world by actually voting for your favorite we'll put this on our twitter which is at thursday kit and yeah we uh again we say this all the time we mean it there are no winners because there are no losers (laughs) we're all just here to have a good time so (laughs) vote according to your heart and your foof and uh yeah you can see the results of that on twitter we look forward to hearing your many comments (laughs) about (laughs) these travels this week First Aid Kit is a Slate production produced by Cher Vincent and us, Bim Adewunmi and Nicole Perkins. Our music is by Tanya Morgan. You can follow the show on Twitter at Thirst Aid Kit and we're on Tumblr at thirstaidkitpodcast.tumblr.com. You can send us questions over there and sometimes we even answer them. If you live tweet your listen, please use the hashtag TACPOD, that's T-A-K-P-O-D, we absolutely love to see your real-time reactions. You are all so funny. Um, you can also email us your thoughts if you don't like to eat at thirstaidkit at slate.com. Don't forget, we also have our Thirst Sommelier service. Just send us a short, and we do mean short, voice note via email. Once again, that address is thirstaidkit at slate.com. That's it for this week. But remember, we are black. We are here. Our lives matter. And you will be back to join us next week, right? Just stay thirsty. (laughs) Bye.